Welcome back to Talk It Out Piece by Piece, the podcast where we dig deeper into the complexities of parenting and explore the various dimensions of identity. I'm your host, Kelly Webb, and I'm thrilled to have you join us for today's episode. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Dr. Carla Patton. Dr. Patton is an award-winning gardener and researcher. She brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to our discussion. We'll be digging deeper into the fascinating intersection of parenting and identity, gaining insights and perspectives that will resonate with parents and anyone navigating their own identity journey. In this episode, we'll explore how our roles as parents can shape and be shaped by our own identities. We'll discuss the challenges and rewards of embracing our authentic selves while navigating the complexities of raising children. Our guest, Dr. Carla Patton, will share her expertise drawing from her personal experience to shed light on the intricate dynamics between parenting identity and identity. Together, we'll delve into thought-provoking topics such as raising a child in a racialized world and the importance of breaking generational cycles by raising children differently than how we were raised. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will empower you to change your narrative as a parent, creating a better future for both yourself and your children. So grab a warm beverage, find a comfortable space, and let's dive into this captivating exploration of parenting and identity with our incredible guest, Dr. Carla Patton. Can you share your personal experience of how becoming a parent has influenced your sense of identity? Yeah, um, I was thinking about this question. Um, when I first read it, I, I didn't, I've never even thought about that. So I thought it was a really good question because usually when I think of identity, I think of the main ones, right? So yeah, race, class, gender, ethnicity, mm -hmm. religion, nation, age, ability, disability, right? All of that and more. Um, I think all of that definitely influences um, my identity. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm thinking about just being a Black woman and being a mother and how historically has always been a struggle. So I kind of want to like put that in context, how, you know, we were expected to, we were enslaved, taken from our, um, our homes, you know, in various communities in Africa, you know, forced on a ship where we had to mother then, right? And also mothering in slavery. And I'm, you know, we all have that, that context, right? We have that history, you know? Um, so, but fast forwarding, um, and I would say not even just like, um, like a however, definitely not discounting that. I would say fast forward, fast forwarding that to myself, um, I've definitely had to fight for peace as a mother um, because, and I want to say, as far as my identity, I think who you are becomes heightened when you become a parent, when you become a mother. So your identity becomes heightened and your story becomes heightened and you can impart that story on your kids, whether it be good or bad, or maybe even just a story of trauma that you've made up in your head, <laughs> like everybody's out to get me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and realizing that 
you know, my daughter has her own life to live eventually. She's going to have her own identity that she needs to formulate and figure out. Um, and some things are fixed, uh, while other things, you know, she will take on, which also include, you know, skills, likes, dislikes, you know. So I cannot eventually, as my daughter grows up, I cannot live my identity through her. I have to have my own identity. So, but that's one thing that I've, I've always liked about myself is that I've, I always knew who I was, but I think imparting the story is definitely something that I've had to take a step back and say, okay, just because this happened to me when I was a kid, I don't have to impart that story. I'm more than my story, right? I'm more than that. So I think fighting for peace within myself to create a new story, which would also mean uncovering new identities uh, about myself, but then also allowing um, my daughter to, even though she's five, right? But she... <laughs> definitely has a personality and um up until recently I know you probably know this term but I literally just discovered this like this year this idea of gentle parenting so I did not know that I was a gent that I was engaged in gentle parenting so that's like a whole nother thing um and I'm not really educated on a lot of it but the stuff that I have read about it um not only does it resonate with me, but I'm like, oh, that definitely sounds like um, the kind of parent I am. But, you know, when you're deriving, when you have the history of slavery behind you, the whole idea of gentle parenting can seem off-putting to others. Um, so fighting for that. You know, so 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 fighting for the fighting for my right to be a gentle parent, um, fighting for <laughs> not to impart my story onto my daughter and allowing her to grow and flourish, um, but also fighting for peace within myself. So I, I hope that I I hope that that all makes sense because I feel like it's just all over the place. Yeah. You definitely make sense. Um, as you uh, mentioned, um, there's gentle parenting, there's conscious parenting. Um, they're a little bit different in how people use them, but that's one of the reasons why I I am so grateful for you to be on is because not everybody's heard of gentle parenting or conscious parenting. Um, so we'll get into that later on with Matching Peace and Talk It Out. Um, so thank you for introducing that. Um, mm -hmm. But as you were talking, it made me think about like the generational patterns, right? Because you mentioned slavery. But one of the reasons why I became so interested in parenting is because at one point in time, I did lose my identity, um, the other roles of my identity in being a mother, right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned how you pretty much you've always been who you are. Um, and it doesn't sound like you lost yourself for an extended period of time, if you have ever, um, whereas I did. But I think it was because I did so much um, trying to change 
how I was brought up, um, I was trying to change like my mentality so that I can raise my daughter differently. Granted, my upbringing was not horrible at all. Um, but there was just things that I wish that could would have been done differently that I'm doing with my daughter right now. And as you're talking, like this does stem back to slavery, right? So um, we had these generational patterns. And that brings me to my next question um, that we've kind of, you know, I've already like laid this out for you, but parenting often brings about a shift in priorities and values, right? So how my parents parented me when I was, when when I was born, right? I was born in the eighties, right? So mm. born in the eighties. So my parents' priorities and what they tried to instill in me or what they wanted to instill in me are much different than parenting a child in the two thousands, right? Mm. My daughter will be thirteen this year, um, actually next month, and how I parent her is much different because I value something different. So I'm very grateful for the values that my parents instilled in me, but at the same time, there so it shouldn't be a but, but at the at, at the same time, yeah, I yeah. these values I want to instill in my daughter as well because I see how important they are. So can you kind of talk about that? Like how have your values evolved and changed since becoming a parent? And how do they impact your decisions and actions? Because you mentioned gentle parenting. What does that look like? Like, how did you get there? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I want to circle back because and it's definitely going to like link back to the whole value system thing. So like you, you were saying that you had lost yourself, but there was there was a time where I felt like I lost myself as well, but I lost myself in my story. <laughs> I don't know if that I don't know if that's making sense, but I had a narrative in my head about what happened um, when I was a teenager, everything that I went through then, everything that I went through in my early twenties, and why did this happen to me? Why did I experience this? Why why was I in this situation? Kind of thing, um, and then ending up being so worried that that would happen to my own daughter, right? And then parenting in a way where, parenting my daughter in a way where, in an environment that's not, that doesn't even exist. You know, my daughter's not in an toxic environment. She's not around toxic people. So why am I parenting her in a way like, she's in a toxic situation and she's not, you know what I mean? Um, so I would say forgiveness, number one, is really the way, is, is one of the ways in which um, I was able to kind of like break out of that. Um, so as far as like my value system, um, Gentle parenting and conscious parenting, and I think I might be a little bit of both. I think I give and take uh, on both. It can be really hard when you have the backdrop of a more of, um, I don't want to say toxic parenting, but more, well, it is toxic parenting. A more coming from like a domineering over-religious background so you have that backdrop of what I come from. 
And then the whole social media thing where everything is just more so out in the open and it's everywhere, right? And also, and there's like this lack of boundaries between the personal and the social, that kind of gets conflated. Um, but also, and also, I mean, if you look at like the police brutality that is happening, all of the majority of the victims are kids. So then this idea of public policing, black children. So all of this is in, in the background for me, but still raising a kid that is healthy and strong and um, vocal and has her own personality. Um, I, my value system changed um, where I started to pray more. So I would say prayer for me is the foundation of being able to engage in like the gentle parenting and um, the conscious parenting. Because the first scripture they say is spare the rod, spoil the child. But the rod means to guide, right? Like when Moses has his rod, uh, I don't remember him beating on people. Did he hit some, he hit a rock. Uh, but I don't remember him taking the rod and striking somebody. So the rod means to guide, right? So when he held the rod up, you know, Israel was winning the fight. And then, well, I, I don't know if he had the rod. I, th I think it was his hand. But whenever you drop the rod, it transforms. The, the rod has power. The rod leads. It doesn't abuse. It leads, right? So... But I just started to pray a lot. Um, I used to get up around 5 a.m. and I do my prayers. And I usually have my cell phone with me um, because in the middle of my prayers, all of a sudden scriptures will come to me out the blue. And then I'll look them up and I'll have music playing. But my spouse knows, and my daughter will soon know, and people that are really close to me will know that you can't get nothing past me. You can't get nothing past me because I will dream it. I will see it. I'll be driving in the car one day, and then God be like, turn left. And it will all be revealed. So it starts at the secret place. So my secret place is with Jesus, but whatever a person's secret place is, whatever that is, they need to tap into that. So, and it's, it's my, it's through the secret place It's through the place of solitude where I'm able to be like, okay, this is how I need to guide my daughter. This is, I need to be doing this you know, in my parenting strategy. Okay, my daughter has recently been like this, so I need to change it in this way. All underneath the background, right, that I just described to you. So, and then another thing, another value is adventure. So for me, adventure is not just like, oh, let me take this cute little selfie. For me, adventure is a warfare weapon against all the things that I had mentioned, 
against like the backdrop of toxic parenting and the lure of social media, you know, taking her out on adventures, taking her out for walks, taking her to museums, you know, uh, so that she can know the difference. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm a gardener. Um, so I, I, I was a gardener before Mackenzie, but I was um, trying to clear out my phone. Um, and I was just like looking at some old um, videos of us. And I was just like, wow, like she's going to remember her early years in the garden, you know, and I intentionally did that. Everything I did in the garden with um, all the way down to the corn mazes and how I um, and the way in which I built it and the walkway and the arches, that was all intentional so that when she can walk in that garden, she would just see growth. She would see green. She would see she would have like a certain aesthetic or a certain like tapestry to her life. So that when she does get old, because she's gonna get to a place where she's gonna be like, Mom, uh uh, I'm not, I'm not being out there with you. Now it will, you know what? I probably shouldn't put that in the atmosphere, but I'm 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 I will accept her in any form she chooses. So there may very well be a time where she's just like, nah, I'm not doing this garden thing with you today. No, I'm not coming outside with plants. <laughs> but if she ever grows, um and matures into a young woman and she doesn't know what to do. She knows that she can pray and she knows that she can go to the earth as a warfare weapon, right? Um, against a lot of the toxicity that goes against peace. In order for me to get there though, I had to fight for a new narrative. So that's like kind of like what I was saying, like how I got lost in my story because I'm more than my story and I cannot parent my daughter in a way where everybody's like out to get her. I have to parent her for the future, right? And the future is green. The future is tech, you know, and the future is uh, social media. And you have to be, you have to be so strong as a black child. And we adultify our kids. Like that is another thing. Like, and um, I would say, uh, I don't, I'm not really sure how this links to a core value, but I'm always just reminding her that you are strong, you are okay, you know, you are, you know, skillful. Because, and another reason why I push the garden thing is because our Black kids, they are, the parents, they just push them like, even to like the clothes that they wear, like it's like grow up, grow up, grow up. You need to be talking um, in a certain, you know, when you turn a certain age, you need to be talking, you need to be speaking, you need to be doing chores, you need to. And I know when I say that, people be like, no, they need to be learning responsibility. You know what? They're already bombarded with so much. Let them live, right? You're seven, eight years old. Why are you listening to Nicki Minaj? Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Right? So that's why the whole adventure thing, the garden thing, 
pushes back on that pressure for kids to to grow up and they need to just be so and I think that's part of the whole peace thing but if you're if you're if you're constantly trying to um respond to a story that you've told in your head then that's when the adultification of black kids become the issue and all of that so I I know I said a lot so but I again I feel like it's just like a gumbo of stuff but that's kind of where my values have shifted. No, like everything that you said is just very on point. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that because I am parenting my daughter differently. Um, and what you, you mentioned like music and chores and just responsibility at such a young age. My daughter is about to be 13 and we're just now getting to some of the things that I started doing when I was six and seven, right? Um, so I was like, I'm gonna give her some time because middle school is hard, right? Like middle school, like you're coming into your identity, figuring out who you are, um, developing different friendships because elementary, that jump from elementary to middle school is just really hard. The thing is the whole chores thing, like, okay, so what I do is we sing songs. We're like, it's time to clean up. It's time to clean up. You know what I mean? Like she goes out there and she does the planting for me. So she does chores, but it's not like you're, you gotta, you know, you, you know, I'm not like screaming at them. You know what? So what if a Barbie doll's on the floor? Okay. Like you, how many times do we make a mistake? Okay, like how many times when I was supposed to pay that bill and I forgot and I didn't do it? Okay, like if you forget to do stuff, kids are going to forget. And you can't, like their brains are still developing. You know, it's not, give them time. They're little plants. They're little plants, right? And how you water them and grow them. And, and this is my mother. See, I got this parenting um, technique from my mother because my mom was like, oh, no, you ain't doing no chores. You better go in there and do your, your um, school work. You know, um, now, back when my mother was raising me, people felt like, oh, that was like, oh, my goodness, my mom was, like, the worst parent in the world. Like, you would have thought she was, like, Joker or somebody, you know? But she had the mentality of, like, no, you need to get through school, period. Like, we Before we kind of wrap up, one thing that I just wanted to kind of mention is that you kind of were able to identify your values. Um, and that's something that, you know, I'm going to be talking about more and more as I built out, talk it out, as I built out um, just matching peace in general. But as adults, it's helpful to know who are like, what our core values are um, mm -hmm. so that we can help our children identify that as well. Because you talked about adventure, but you also had some fun in there when you're talking about chores. And I'm just like, yes, um, for me, my values are, um, my values are freedom, independence, and authenticity, right? You would think that freedom and independence are are the same, but they're actually very, very different. I need to have freedom in everything that I do. And I'm allowing my daughter to have that freedom as well. So like you really 
nailed that. Um, and I'm actually doing the same thing with my daughter. She needs to focus on school more than I have her focus on her room because her room is her space. Like if you want to be, if you want your room to look like that, if you're comfortable, you know, <laughs> because when she was younger, we used to argue and fight. And I was just like, you know what? It's her space, you know? So let me give her some autonomy over her space, right? And some freedom and she, that gives her some independence as well. So um, I just wanted to say thank you so, so much for your time. Um, thank but you. Before- I had fun. I was, get, I was getting kind of hype. I had no idea <laughs> that this would be such a touchy subject. But yeah, it sounds like gentle parenting and conscious parenting is definitely something that I practice. And I should probably do more research on it. Well, you're definitely embodying those values. So I, I definitely commend you for that and just kind of falling into that. Um, but before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? Um, and then if not, we can put it in the description notes as well. Yeah, so um, just listening to you, I just want to say um, I definitely agree with those values. Independence is a great value. Freedom is a great value. Adventure is definitely something that I love. Authenticity is, I mean, critical, critical. Self-love, self-acceptance. And, you know, I know a big one for us is education. You know, she has to be engaged in some kind of academics and then as she gets older I know her dad wants to introduce her to chemistry and things like that so you know I think all of those things are just so critical you know to develop in a growing mind and we have to love our kids Jesus said if you harm the babies you might as well just kill yourself that's what he said. He said, tie a, tie a rope around your neck or something and just jump off the river. I didn't say that, but Jesus did. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to put that on your, <laughs> your podcast. <laughs> but I think Jesus would be for gentle, conscious parenting. Like, why terrorize these babies? Like, I just, I don't understand it. I don't no, get it. No, I definitely agree with, like, I definitely believe that Jesus would be for dental conscious parenting because we absorb a lot of that into our bodies. Like how we're taught to the environment we're in, it's absorbed. Um, And who wants to live like that? Right. So we didn't, we didn't want to live like that, but that may be how we, what we knew. And now that there's something different and we're exposed to something different I feel that it's our duty to to pass that down to our children, right? And also my my parents came from the gen like the thought process of they want me to be better than them. So I of course want my daughter to be better than me. So not just monetarily, not just um in material possessions, but in how we treat people and how um we operate just and who we are. Um, I come from a line of like anxiety, right? So doing this is anxiety producing, but I'm working through it. So I want my daughter to be able to 
navigate anxiety much differently than I have as a as a child. So you sharing that, thank you. And um, I really just appreciate you being on here. And I would love to have you back because we definitely didn't get as deep into the conversation <laughs> as we could have, um, trying to keep these a little bit on the shorter end. Um, so thank you so much. As a side note, we would like to mention the scripture that Dr. Patton referenced during our conversation. It comes from Matthew 18, 6 and the King James Version, which reads, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. We wanted to provide the specific Pacific verse for those who are interested in exploring it further or reflecting on its meaning. It's a powerful message that emphasizes the importance of protecting and nurturing the faith of children who believe in Jesus. If you have any questions or thoughts regarding this scripture and any other aspect of our discussion, please feel free to reach out to us. We appreciate your engagement and value the diverse perspectives that contribute to our conversations. And that concludes another enriching episode of Talk It Out Piece by Piece. We hope you found this conversation insightful and thought-provoking. Remember, our journey towards understanding and growth is an ongoing process. We encourage you to continue exploring the complexities of parenthood, identity, and the many other topics we discuss on this podcast. Engage in conversations, seek different perspectives, and challenge societal norms. Together, we can create a more inclusive and compassionate world for ourselves and our children. We'd like to express our gratitude to Dr. Carla Patton for joining us today and sharing her expertise. We appreciate her valuable insights and the impact she's making in the field of parenting and identity. As always, we value your feedback and thoughts. Feel free to reach out to us through our website or social media platforms. Your input helps shape future episodes and ensures we continue delivering content that resonates with you.